Blessed evening, everyone. Uh, why don't we give God again the best club offering that He deserves? No, for indeed, the reason why we are still thriving in this fasting week simply because we understand that it's all because of Him. Can you agree? It's all because of Jesus. So kindly remind the person next to you, tell them, you are here because His grace is sufficient. You know, what I love about fasting is that every time we, we pray, we come before the Lord, lifting up our concerns, you know, having this longer solitude time with God, little by little, you will acknowledge and realize that His presence is more than enough. And you just don't want to stop. We just want to be in, in His presence, you know, appreciating the grace that has been showering upon yourselves. And, you know, you know, thanking God the privilege of Him being the Holy God, allowing sinners like us be alive and joyful in His presence. Indeed, God is so gracious. God is good. Can we just honor Him again for the last time? Praise God. Praise God. You know, as... I'm looking at our theme, especially with the word victory. I, I'm also reminding of the battles that I have in my life. And, uh, you know, while I, while I was reflecting on the battles and struggles that I have, just last week, I saw my daughter finishing her watercolor, uh, sorry, coloring book activity. And, you know, while I was looking at her, I just said to myself, how I wish my battles are like this. Sino sa inyo nakaka-relate sa akin? Simpleng buhay, simple life, simple struggles. And while I was reflecting on that, little did I know, God was teaching me a lesson. And He was just, you know, whispering in my heart that, Julius, if you will just go to the Bible and look at Christianity and remember the three points last Sunday, God's purpose, promise, and precepts, actually, it's plain written in the Bible, the things that God wants us to do, the things that God wants us to avoid. Are you following? It's very clear. It's not allegorical. You don't need a rocket scientist to understand that you need to love your, your wife. You need to submit to your husband. You need to be an obedient children. You need to be joyful always. You need to preach the gospel, make disciples, honor him in every way. It's very plain, like doing the watercolor. It's very simple. God draw, draws the border, just color what God wants to color in your life. You, you just, you know, stroke, keep on stroking, just avoid going beyond the line. And as I keep on pondering on what I'm seeing with my daughter, I just reminded myself that if, before we knew Christ, and if coloring book is our life, this is what our picture look like, looks like. But we are spiritually blinded and we have this full control in our lives, coloring our lives and enjoying, but I'm sure we don't know that when we look at God's lens, the way we color our lives before we knew the Lord, before we met Christ, it doesn't have any direction. We are using a different color that, compared to what God wants us to use. We always go beyond the line, and it's messy, right? But praise be to God because He is so gracious that He found us, He found you, 
And now you, you, you can now see. You know, you can now appreciate every precepts, His promises and purpose in this book. But you know, yes, we are now Christians. We can spiritually see things. But the problem is because, you know, just like what is said in the Bible, the flesh is willing but the spirit is weak. Oftentimes, even though we do it carefully, we still sometimes miss the mark. Sometimes, just a little, no? we compromise and we go beyond the line. But we are not enjoying it anymore. Amen? You're not enjoying it. And that's the reason why we have actions that we are doing so that we can avoid those compromises and sins. You know, let me share to you what my professor said many years ago. He shared in our class that there are usually four action steps if you want to change, if you want to overcome sin. The first action step is to stop doing it or try harder. What does it look like? For example, you're struggling in pornography, using your phone. So what you will do is it either you install an app like Covenant Eyes, or you change your device to something that cannot access internet or cannot play video. That's effective, right? Second is to renew your mind or to change your focus. It means that you just have to keep yourself busy. It's like law of displacement. Just keep on doing things. Don't think about sex. Don't think about porn. Don't think about lust. Don't think about anything else. And you will overcome it because there's no opportunity to commit sin or to struggle. Third is to be slain or be delivered. So it's like you will go to a conference or a program and then you will go to the stage. Someone will pray for you and you will fall down. And once you got up, after a few seconds or minutes, you will be a new person. The last thing is, you know, to seek to understand why. And he was explaining that this fourth action, it's, it's like you go to your past, analyze what happened to you, and seek to understand, ah, oh, that's the reason why I'm struggling with this kind of sin, because I was abused. And you have to deal with that past. You know, to be honest, I'm not saying these things, these four things are wrong. As a matter of fact, if you will go to the Bible, you can see supporting verses in these actions. They are not bad, but it's just like for me and for my professor, it's incomplete. Why? Because if you really want change, if you really want to overcome sin in your lives, you need to dig deeper. You need to begin with your hearts, pray for your heart, and pray from the heart. Why did I say that? Look at Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 23. Let's read this together. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceeds the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murderers, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things proceeds from within, and that defile the man. So the question now is, how is your heart? What's the status of your heart? Is it beating after God's own heart? Is it aligned to His will or aligned to something else? How can we pray in faith for victory over sin? Now, this is our main passage. Let's dive in. Go to 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. We will just read the entire text. Everybody, please read this with me. One, two, three, go. This is the message we have heard from Him and announced to you, that God is light and in Him there is no darkness at all. 
If we say that we have fellowship with Him, and yet we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse for us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and the Word is not in us. And this is my message for all of us this evening. God is light, go to Him. Can you tell that to your neighbor? God is light, go to Him. You know, in summary, when we look at the passage that we read, Apostle John started in the statement that God is light and in Him there's no darkness at all. And then after that, he bombarded the letter with five conditional statements in three verses. Why? Because he wants to em- give emphasis on something. And when he said God is light, we need to remember and to understand the original readers of the passage. Because at that time, there are false teachers, false brethren, who are proclaiming that they are the enlightened ones because they have achieved a certain philosophical knowledge, combining it with God's Word. And now, they call themselves as someone who walks in the light because of that knowledge. And this is a response of the Apostle John to those false teachers and false brethren that don't kid yourself. Don't make yourself a fool because that is not light. God is light. And when he said God is light, intellectually speaking, he was saying to the people at that time, the believers, that God is truth. He is the real knowledge that all we need. And in Him, there's no darkness, meaning in His knowledge, in His truth, in His Word, there is no error. Speaking of morality, if we talk about God is light, He is just saying to all of us and to the readers that God is holy, He is pure, He is perfect, He is righteous, and in Him, there is no sin. Therefore, if you are professing that you are a follower of the Lord, and you have fellowship with the light, the true light, which is God. You need to show these evidences. In verse 6, he said, if we have fellowship with God, these are the things that should happen. If we don't have fellowship with God, these are the things that should happen. Now ask the person next to you, do you have fellowship with God? You should have. You know, the word fellowship in the original language and even in their time, it's not just the fellowship that we are doing in the cafe, hanging out together, saying hi-lows and jokes, but it has a deeper sense. You know, fellowship in their time, it means that you have this mutual interest, you're sharing mutual interest, covenant. And the writers in their time, even outside the Bible, those writers, it is a favorite expression of an intimate relationship of the husband and wife. That's the word fellowship. And I remember when I was in high school, the first time I had a girlfriend, man, she became my world. Nailab na po ba kayo? iba ayaw She became my world. What do I mean by that? I'm so, f- I'm, I'm really a friendly guy. 
You know, but whenever I'm with my girlfriend, my friends were calling me and I cannot hear them. It came to a point with my friends that they got so mad at me because they thought I, I'm snubbing them. And you know, when I heard that news, I don't care. I don't care at all because my girlfriend is my world. Everything she likes, I like. Sipin nyo, nakikista ako dati, naging love song. The music that I listen, because that's what she likes. I love to wear color black shirt, but because she loves pink, I wear pink. <laughs> no, no kidding, no kidding. When I heard from her best friend, she doesn't like the vices that I'm doing, immediately I stop those vices. Why? Because of that mutual interest that we're sharing. And I'm enjoying it. And that is what Apostle John is saying to the believers. If you indeed have fellowship, not just because you're attending church, but you have this intimate relationship with the Lord, your desires will be the desires of God. Everything you do are the things that pleases God. Are you following? That's why he said, if you have fellowship with God, you walk in the light. In other translations, we can, we can say it, you behave, you live in the atmosphere of light. Truth, holiness, and righteousness. And what's the result of that? Since you have this intimate relationship with the Lord, you will have fellowship with one another. Now, listen to me with this. This is my personal observation, but I will just share this to you. Most of the difficult people I know in the church, they are living in sin. Because for me, in the Bible, it's impossible to experience the overflowing love of God and then you are so evil. Sa Tagalog, I always say this eh, hindi pe pwede maka-Diyos pero hindi ka makatao. And the reason why he was saying that is simply because these false teachers, false brethren, they look down on the younger Christians because they don't have this higher knowledge. Yeah, warning lang for those people who love deeper knowledge and higher studies. I'm not saying it's bad. Pero ang mahalaga sa Diyos, it reflects to your life. Because it doesn't make any sense. If you're studying so much, but you don't love God and you don't know Him and you don't love the people around you. It's sad. It's sad. Now, the next, the next result is His blood. Everybody say, cleanses us. You know, it's what we call the sanctification. If we talk about our salvation, we can see it threefold. We have been justified one time, forgiven, saved. God is constantly saving us, forgiving us, sanctification, and He will save us, glorification. And this is what John is saying, you cannot claim that you do not sin anymore because those are the, kumbaga, parang pinanghahawakan ng mga people nun eh. False teachers and false brethren, they are saying, professing, they do not sin anymore. Because material things are far away from immaterial, from my soul. Sabi niya, hindi. Because that's not the truth says. We are still in the process. We do not sin less, but we sin less and less and less. Kaya nga mahirap eh. You need to be careful if you become self-righteous, that whenever you go into the presence of the holy and living God, you are so arrogant as if 
God owes you something. Forgetting that you are just dust. Talking to the, the almighty, powerful creator. Kaya sabi niya dun sa contrast, if you don't have a fellowship with God, you live in sin. And many people inside, inside the church, they thought they are already Christians simply because they are attending. I'm not saying attending church is bad. But more than that, you need to check your life. Are you doing habitual sins? Are you enjoying those things without any convictions at all? Without any remorse or regret? Especially when you come to this point, you say and you think you do not sin at all. Wow. Maybe in our generation, you, will, you are not saying this, thinking like this, but the way you live your life, you know, to focus on yourself, having this self-righteousness, not magnifying the sins or respectable sins, if you may call it. See, sometimes we think that we are not a sinner simply because we do not kill, we do not murder, we do not steal. But when you go down deep in your thought life, is it holy? You know, one of my brothers approached me last time, and he said, bro, please pray for me. And he was really broken because he has been struggling a lot with lustful thoughts, entitlement, arrogance. And he's just so down because he knows it doesn't please God. You know why, what did I say to him? I said, praise God, brother, you are really a follower of the Lord. Because you mourn to those sins. You are broken to those sins. Because if not, if you, are, if you do not mourn to your sins, you are not broken on those small little sins. You know, there's, there's really no little sin. Sin is sin. What are you doing? You are deceiving yourselves and you're making God a liar. But if you really have this fellowship with the Lord, what will you do? You will confess. Why did John make it an, an conditional, a conditional statement? Simply because the people or the false teachers, they are pro- proclaiming that we don't need confession. We don't sin anymore. No, it's part of that sanctification process. And the word confession in the original language, what it means is it's, it's you are agreeing and repeating. Can you say that with me? Agreeing and repeating. One more time. Agreeing and repeating. What it looks like. You are agreeing on how God convicts you, how the Word of God rebukes you on the the sins that you are doing, and you are repeating it back to God. So it's like, yes, Lord, I acknowledge, and you are right, Lord. I do not love my wife as the way you want me to love her. Yes, Lord, I agree to you that I am not a submissive wife, not respectful, may umuubo. Focus kayo sa sarili niyo. Yes, Lord, I am impatient. I am entitled. I am, yes, Lord, I agree to you that everything that comes out from my mouth is death. Hate and not love and life. 
And then you come before God and ask forgiveness. Because that what, that's what Christianity is all about. If you really understand the truth of the light, the more you struggle, the more you sin, the more you understand that you need to go closer to God even more, not to go far away from Him. Because the more you need Him. Can you please tell it to your neighbor? God is light, go to Him. Praise be to God because John immediately gave us this, you know, safeguards. On verse 1, he was just simply saying, I said this to you, but please don't use it as a license to commit sin. And the other verse, it says here, don't forget also that Jesus satisfies the wrath of God that should be pointed to us. Therefore, don't be paralyzed by the guilt and the shame because you are more than conquerors. We already defeated sin and its power and its authority in our lives. You have the Holy Spirit. Hindi ka talunan. Asa ka ng So let me just call on my brother here to share his testimony to encourage us more about God's light and why we should go to Him. Please welcome Brother Vince Moral. Grace and peace to all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm Vince Moral, the eldest of the three children of my biological parents. As their firstborn, I witnessed how affectionate my parents were toward each other and towards me. However, by the age of 11, things became different. Their marriage started to deteriorate, eventually leading to their annulment. I blamed myself for my parents' separation, thinking my being born was the root of their problem. I kept these feelings to myself and suffered in silence. As I grew older, I rebelled against my parents and looked for love and acceptance elsewhere. I joined the wrong set of friends and indulged in, in vices. I skipped school, got drunk, and engaged in wild parties. I deliberately disobeyed my parents, dropped out of school, and lived life my way. Soon, I was into sinful relationships and lived a life of resentment overflowing with bitterness, even towards God himself. Although I received the Lord Jesus into my life as a young boy, I saw him as a God who didn't care for me. During this time, my mother met another man who was a follower of Jesus. When my mom asked for my consent for them to marry, I immediately said it was okay, thinking that as I had to a right to live the way I want, she also had the right to be happy. In 2003, I got into a car accident. After seeing how wrecked the van was, witnesses thought I was dead. They were so shocked to see me walk out of the van alive and with just a scratch on my leg. Since the van I drove was owned by my stepfather, I was worried and shaken about his reaction that I failed to see God's miracle. When I came to my senses and saw how wrecked the driver's side was, I knew in my heart 
that there is a God who really loves me and who lavishes his grace upon me. I went home distraught, but my stepfather calmly and lovingly assured me that my life was much more valuable than the van. His response pierced my heart and made me realize God's abundant grace for me. Even when I was rebellious, my mom and stepfather consistently showered me with kindness and unconditional love. They constantly prayed for me to have a personal encounter with Jesus. And as an answer to their fervent prayers, I finally recommitted my life to Him. Now, as I continue to live life in God's light and no longer live in darkness, I realize it doesn't mean that I will no longer experience struggles with sin, nor have I become sinless. From time to time, I still struggle with sin, and sadly, I still commit sin against God and others. But by, the, by, but by God's abundant grace in my weakness, He has brought me back into His light to illuminate my path, to keep me from stumbling and from wandering away from Him. Additionally, He has even blessed me with a D group that continually prays for me, encourages me, and always keeps me accountable. At present, God is using me to serve in next-gen children's ministry of CCF, and it is my joy and privilege to influence young lives and unceasingly pray for the next generation of Christ-committed followers. Truly, God blesses us that He may be glorified in our lives. God's promise in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 holds true in my life. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. To the only God who changes lives for His glory, be honor and praise forever. Praise God. Thank you, Vince. Thank you. Can you please stand it to your seat? May God is light. Go to Him. Now, let me just end the message and continue my story with my daughter. You know, when I was looking at her doing the watercolor, uh, the water coloring book, she was doing it midday, around lunchtime. And while she was too focused on, on, on it, she asked me, Daddy, can you please turn on the lights? And I immediately responded, why? For two reasons. Number one, to give you a context, we're, we, we are living in a condominium, but we're in the corner unit. So, guys, we, we have many windows, plenty of sunlight inside. It's so bright. Second, of course, to be a good steward, I want to save electricity and money. And while she was to focus on coloring it, not looking at me, she said, Daddy, I need light because I want to see more. And I don't want to go beyond the line. That was her words. And that is this message all about. God is light. We all struggle. But whenever we face struggles, the right response, knowing who God is, is, Lord, I need more of you in my life. Because I don't want to do things that would not please you. I don't want to do things that would destroy my fellowship with you. And you are indeed more than enough for me. So please break me, Lord. If I'm not breaking, 
illuminate my life, magnify the sins that's robbing my joy. Because as, as what our senior pastor would always remind us, the sad Christians are those Christians who are not obeying God. And if you're disobeying now, brother, sister, you're missing a lot. You're missing a lot. You know, Christianity here on earth is not and will never be a sinless life. But it is a never-ending, amazing, and wonderful journey with the Lord. So if you are now running away, you remember the video, running away opposite to God's purpose, stop now, repent, and run towards Christ. If you are now paralyzed because of shame and guilt, remember His word. You have been bought with a price. In Him, there's no condemnation. You are a new creation. You are His sons and His co-heirs of Christ. Stand up if you're stumbling and keep on walking. Keep on going to the light. Keep on going to God. Shall we pray? Oh, Holy Spirit, we come to you this night acknowledging Without your help, we will not see these sins that is hindering us to experience this joyful fellowship with you. Oh, Holy Spirit, please, by your grace, empower all of us to remove any self-righteousness Make this night a different prayer night to us. Allow us to really encounter you, Lord. Allow us to really encounter the light. Help us, Lord, to be more like you. Allow us to enjoy this time. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless everyone.